And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Parish Pump Podcast. Dermot Daisy O'Brien is here with you as always. I am not doing a podcast about the coronavirus, um, but having said that, the stuff that I'm going to cover today uh, may just present an opportunity considering where we're at at the moment in terms of uh, spending time with ourselves a bit more or not going out so much. Um, this stuff may stimulate you to have a little um, moment or plan some reflections in terms of your own self-care, self-compassion, self-love which is the topic of my podcast today. Um, and I kind of, uh, I want to frame it within maybe primarily because at the moment or in recent times I have taken on this role. Um, I have been elected and I'm now a public representative. Um, and what's interesting for me is that I see that role as a role that is in service to others. And I suppose in my context, that is just an other role uh, in my life that requires service to others. Um, and why I want to talk about um, self-care and self-compassion is because it is, you know, in my other roles, uh, I am a, a youth worker. So I'm responsible for the care and development of young people. I am uh, a teacher, so I'm responsible for the learning and growth of students um, I coordinate a youth council which means uh, I'm responsible for supporting young people to be involved in decision making that impacts on them and exploring the issues that are relevant for them uh, I write uh, resources um, which are tools for development and uh, information and knowledge um, in issues such as the Sustainable Development Goals, Climate, Refugees, Migration. Um, I'm also a trainer, an educator in the non-formal sector, which requires me to develop programs, to spend time with people uh, who want to go on a learning journey or a development journey, um, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and pretty much all the roles that I take on or that I have in my life are kind of fundamentally about serving others. And, you know, when you're in the business of serving others, uh, beyond that um, is the opportunity. Like, there's judgment and there is uh, evaluation and there is uh, always a tracking in terms of how well you're doing in your service. Um, and that is a, a gift that you give to those you're working with because their feedback or their engagement or the success of what the promise might have been in terms of the work you're doing um, is relevant to your own growth and your own development and your own professional practice. Um, and I suppose what's interesting about um, being in the political world now is that there's a whole new volume of expectation um, when you become an elected rep. And that comes at a, at a community level where I suppose people in the community have an expectation in general 
of their elected reps to kind of uh, respond to needs, to be on the ball, to understand things, to have the town's interest in in mind, uh, to maybe, uh, and, you know, within that then there might be individual expectations where someone has a particular need or a particular desire or a particular scenario where they are um, requiring the intervention of an elected representative um, and within all of that comes an expectation in terms of uh, getting back to people getting on the case for them advocating on their behalf exploring what the possibilities are spending time with them um, and all of that obviously you know that word time um, becomes a huge factor because being a public representative in a local council is not a full-time job so it kind of is integrated into all the other stuff that goes on. Um, so whereas that's a whole new experience for me and a whole extra challenge, um, what's what's really important for me in my own personal life is when I reflect on the, you know, and reconcile the quality of what I do in all the roles that I take on. So when I get offered a contract or a job to do a piece of work, uh, I'd be looking at... Um, does it inspire me? Is it an opportunity for me to make a contribution uh, to a sector or to uh, an issue that might have a positive outcome for the people involved and for wider communities? Um, and that's uh, there's always that's an ongoing reflective practice that is really important. And within that, obviously. And without question, there is that thing called failure or there is those struggles or there is that long journey of change which you have to commit to but is no crack because um, if somebody is in the depths of a moment of suffering and the change isn't immediate for them, uh, both you and them might carry the frustration of that and that will impact then on how you manage the frustration, how you manage maybe some anger about an issue um, and what you do with that. Uh, and for me, as someone who works in many different roles as a in the caring sector, um, it's it's really important that I don't carry the, the challenges from one role to another, that when I go in to teach on a Thursday into the college, again, a, a very feisty topic when, when you're working on social justice as a module, um, if I carry in with me the struggles and angst and frustration and anger and maybe even sadness of something that's happened in the community the day before, and uh, then they don't get the best of me uh, when I'm teaching. They don't get to tap into the passion that I have for this subject matter or the innovation that I might bring to my teaching practice. Uh, if I'm still carrying uh, a trauma or a struggle and they'll sense that or they'll kind of get the impact of that and it's not it's not fair then for them to get that version of me um, because that's not what their expectation should be uh, as much as possible the best version of me uh, so what I want to share with you is there's a kind of set of words or expressions that really define my self-care practice and I'm going to share them with you um, and some of them might you might relate to others you might not you may have your own but what I would say is is that you need to practice self-care um, self-compassion it needs to be intentional so it's about choosing to do it and that's not necessarily having to sit down but it's like having the mode or knowing that in your mind when you have to activate your self-compassion because it's needed and you can do that on a bus you can do that sitting on the couch you can do that 
listening to music, um, wherever. But if you don't do it intentionally, then you're at risk of just kind of coping and carrying on and trying to block things out. And we know what happens then uh, when people are, are carrying a burden that seems to perhaps be, be too heavy for them, that they might try to ignore it or to numb the effect of it. Um, and that really, every time you do that, you kind of, you're stripping away a layer of you, the essence of you. And what I would say is the, the never underestimate the importance of the essence of you in all the roles that you take. So, you know, beyond all my roles, I'm also a father uh, and a partner. And the people in my home who I come home to every day, they also deserve the best of me. Um, and I have to, again, commit to that. Now, I would use that as a strength rather than uh, see the kind of pitfalls or the risks and dangers of carrying work into life. And again, anyone who knows me will know that my whole career has had very little differentiation between life and work. Uh, but but again, that's not to say that that's the model for everyone. That's just how it works for me. But I'm going to give you these 10 concepts that help me with my own sense of the, the importance of self-compassion, self-care. Um, so here they are. So number one is knowledge. And, and that's about knowing yourself and taking the time, again, with intention, but getting to know who you are, uh, what makes you tick, what do you like or not like. And that's, again, though, it's so important to know what even because then what are your triggers? Um, uh, there's one with where my family know very, very well. Um, and it was really important when I kind of discovered it for myself that knowing that I need to have solo time to do some recharging. And that could be just a pocket of time in my week or over the weekend where everyone else goes out and Dermot stays at home. Um, and just gets a little bit of time to do chores or do something where I'm not active, I'm not engaged, and I'm just kind of recharging. Um, so knowledge is is an important one. Um, again, compassion, I know it's in the title, you could call this self-compassion, but knowing what compassion is, um, and then knowing that being kind and loving to yourself unconditionally um, is really, really important. And it can be awkward and uncomfortable um and again you must do that with intention do that intentionally you know tell yourself speak to your look in the mirror and practice compassion with yourself uh, another one is this, this concept of forgiveness um and that's about kind of leaving space to be able to say oh, i made a mistake or that was a fail or i didn't do that the way that i should have done and that's and i can't undo it uh, well i can't go back there and do it again. Uh, so I'm going to give myself the space to forgive if required um, and then do better or, you know, look at. But rather than judge and get locked in a moment of failure, a moment of struggle or where you said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing, if you can still know that your intention was good um, and that you were trying, um, I think it's fair to be able to forgive yourself for your mistakes. Um, then we have, the, again, the, the self-care as a conscious concept in terms of your physical health. Take baths or enjoy the shower. Um, look after yourself. Even, you know, make time for reading or writing or cooking or running or walking um, and organize that and, tr and try. And it's the one that probably suffers the most, this, the sleeping stuff. Try to make time for sleep 
because it is the time when your body then regenerates itself. Um, and it's really, really important. Um, the next one is commitment. Um, and that's really deciding again where you're going to give your commitment to yourself uh, on one level and focusing on, you know, I commit to the nutrition that I'm going to take into my body every day because my body is a temple and it deserves good stuff. Or I commit uh, to doing a walk or to drinking water. Um, and it's like recognizing what's good for you and committing to that. Uh, and that's, again, really important. And it's, again, like so I, I recently did committed to drinking water every day. And within that commitment, I bought myself a bottle and then I lost it and I had to buy a new one. Um, but I have actually noticed the difference. And I'm not into water. So what I had to do was get these kind of infusion tea bag things for cold water and throw them in. And it gives it a bit of flavor. Um, and that makes it acceptable for me. Um, but I have genuinely noticed the difference in my health by drinking water every day. And that's, and I never did that my whole life. Um, but it also feels good that I've kind of fulfilled a commitment to myself in that regard. Uh, so commitment is, is a, is an important one. Um, there's another one kind of this idea of inventory or, or kind of asking yourself, how am I feeling? Um, and what feels true or what feels good for me? Uh, does this work for me? And when you have to make a decision or when there's something going on and you get caught up in the emotion of something, um, again, it could be a, a stress or a struggle in work or in any of the roles that you might have, um, that you kind of stop and take a little check in, do an audit of asking yourself, how am I feeling about this? Is this working for me? Um, do I need to make a decision, a different decision about this or shift my emphasis a little bit into um, another energy um, in this regard and again doing that with intention makes a big difference um, there's four more so slowing down is a huge one and I kind of yeah, I've done a bit of mindfulness with the sanctuary in Dublin many years ago and I've kind of it kind of opened my my eyes and my mind to the importance of mindful practice um, and part of that uh, part of the whole world of mindfulness is this sense of slowing down um, and I think that's a a really difficult one um, in modern life where we are always like it's a cliche but I think it's a true one that we are we spend our time doing and not being um, and I think when we choose and intentionally choose to slow down um, and be mindful of the moment that you're in just take moments and just slow down and look around and appreciate uh, where you are um, what's happening uh internally and externally but it, particularly internally it can be very valuable to just slow down take the moment uh, give yourself permission to just take it easy that after an intense day where you might have dealt with serious uh, scenarios serious issues uh, and you've kind of given yourself um, a role in taking on someone else's story um, and carrying that you know and holding space for them within their own struggle um, and then and, and that can be and, and then you're when they're gone you're making phone calls on their behalf or you're making plans or you're checking in with the team um, and you're really trying to get into intervention mode or, or identify the supports that are required and then you may be on the way home or you may go home that evening um, and then you're into 
home mode and you have to do and you're still carrying the work home with you or you're looking after the kids or you're trying to make the dinner or you're, and the, this is a, this is our modern life that we're doing 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 um and again i would recommend um and not underestimate the even five minutes of slowing down and give yourself permission to take it easy sit on the couch flake out have a cup of tea um and then you know tell yourself this is what i'm doing and i'm doing it for me um then the last three are uh, we have acceptance, which is an absolutely huge one, um, and that's you know I, it's super important for me because it's about saying that I accept who I am now, and I accept that that's who that's all I can be right now. I may want to be a, a better version of myself. I may be on a developmental journey or a learning journey, which I always try to be on in some way or form. Um, but that even when I doubt myself, that I still accept that who I am now is enough, uh, who I am now is worth uh, love, uh, who I am now um, is has worth in the world, um, and that I can accept that what I do um, and how I present myself um, is the best of me uh, as much as I can possibly contribute. Um, and even like that, when I have my doubts that I still intentionally say, no, I accept with all my flaws, I accept uh, who I am now. Um, so the second last one is making space. Um, and that's kind of doing that internally. And again, it's it's a, it's a fascinating one and a real challenge. Uh, one of the hardest ones for me is um, kind of, even if it's meditation or inside my, going inside my head, uh, which is a non-stop space and always has been for me. And again, only when I discovered mindfulness did I kind of learn the tools and practice of not living in my head full time in all the waking hours of the day um, and kind of choosing to make space internally and kind of using that as a meditative uh, practice almost to kind of say, uh, I'm not going to think about the 10,000 things that are going on for me. Um, I'm going to just make space inside my mind and do a bit of energy clearing in there. Um, and maybe a reset on some level. And, and again, you know, consciously do that because I know that it will, that it's healthy for me. Um, and the very last one then is boundaries. And that's <laughs> the last one and the hardest one for me. Um, I have a, lifetime of saying yeah and a very little uh examples of saying no um and because of the nature of the work that i do that i'm out there and relying on opportunities and offers and invitations to get involved uh, both in a work sense so i can pay the bills and then because of uh how i am and who i am out in the sector that i might get invitations to get involved in something or to speak on something or to give an input um and because i'm so passionate about um the opportunity the gift uh, the privilege of making a contribution to someone else's understanding of something, uh, someone whether it's to go and talk about cyberbullying, go and give it uh, an input on climate or on health promotion or on mental health or, you know, to support uh, the development of leaders or advocates or, you know, whenever the, or to write a resource or an education pack. Um, Whenever I get the, the offer or the opportunity, it kind of just straight away stimulates me into how can I make 
it happens so that I'm involved in this because this is good stuff and this can make a difference to the world uh, or to an individual or to a community or a group. Um, and there really is, uh, and again, with it, where my boundaries work slots in there is when I look in the mirror or when I have to say to myself, will this organization or this group get the best of you in that moment or over that time period? Uh, can you commit and promise that the best of you will be infused into whatever you do uh, with them or on their behalf. Um, and really, when I can't honestly say yes to that, then that's where my boundaries give me permission to say no and to be honest about it um, with those who are making the invitation. And I think it's important that, I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than someone saying, we would like you to do this. Um, but I think you honor them and you honor the participants or whoever is going to benefit uh, when you're able to say, I appreciate that. But um, at this moment, um, I can't be I can't offer um, what you are, what you're looking for. And I might be able to recommend who is someone else that might do it. Um, but I think when you do that in a genuine, authentic way, then people appreciate that. And when you do it in a way that kind of fits in with this, with your own sense of the importance of self-compassion, then you give yourself permission to say no. Um, and it's it's easier to reconcile that with yourself to say no was the right decision there. Um, and, and I made the right decision. So there, there are my 10 uh, concepts that help me with my own self-compassion. And it's, it's an ongoing thing. And we all like it. I am not the king of Zen. I am not floating around out there always kind of calm and collected and tuned in. Uh, my world is it can be as chaotic as anyone else's. And I always have the looming fear of burnout or, you know, the, a moment where it's all too much for me. Um, and yet it it's, hasn't happened. Um, so when I get to the edge or to the thresholds or when something is particularly overwhelming, uh, it's, it's my self-compassion practice that really brings me through that. Um, and honestly, you know, if I was to map out all the things that I'm involved in and all the really, you know, the, and, and I regard myself as a kind of a custodian of people's stories. Um, and because I've worked over a very long period of time in the same communities, then, then I've seen and been part of or witnessed the struggles and trauma uh, of those communities. And I carry the stories of those experiences with me. Um, and yet to have, to be there in the time of severe trauma and struggle, um, is not to exist there. Uh, um, for me, there's something uh, again to honor communities that I work with, whereby I can move beyond, uh, I can, I can carry the story of the incident or the struggle. Um, but my best self is more committed to the solutions or to the growth or the healing or the development um, that is that is required for the transformation that will that will bring anyone who needs to or or is kind of interested in um, moving out of being defined by I suppose their struggles or or their the, the moments that that drag them down. So yeah, so, you know, it, over the time now where you might be spending some time in your own head, in your own space. Uh, maybe you, sh you could explore and pick out a set of 
concepts or words or set yourself the task of deciding how do you do or how would you do self-compassion and uh, believe me it will be of benefit to you and those around you um so that's yeah that's me for today uh hopefully everyone's feeling good feeling safe um i will talk to you all very soon take care Sacrifice to...